Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. Of the one surrounding me with love For 
to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom. Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy Angel of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence I sense your presence Thank you for joining me here today on Activating Compassion Radio. And my name is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. The music you were just listening to at the beginning of the show is I Sense Your Presence by a great uh, musician and group called Shumshai, a group that I connected with in the Sedona, Arizona area. And they're since touring the world, living their dream. And you can definitely, by the way, check out their work because they always have things up, sometimes some free downloads going on. They're on Facebook. But their website is www.shimshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. And I want to extend a big welcome, whether you are joining us here for the very first time or whether you've listened to the show before and you like what we're doing and you're, you're back, you're returning to see what we're doing today. We do stream live in three additional places, Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, and Pen, also known as Para Encounters Network. And I welcome everybody listening through those channels as well. In addition, we will have podcasts available of the show through TuneIn.com, iTunes, and through my YouTube channel. Here at Activating Compassion Radio, what I do is I look at different ways that compassion exists in our lives, how to remove our blocks, resistances, frustrations, and more. Some weeks I'm discussing different aspects of how compassion is in our life and how it affects our life, and also the different areas of compassion. And then some weeks I'm doing more exercises and practical implementations. And many times I do have great guests on the show. I'm so blessed that way. And to this, today, uh, <laughs> this week, is no exception to that. Miriam Jacobs is going to be with us sharing her work on Polarity Tarot, so you will definitely want to stay tuned on this. And that gives you a chance to find out how other people's work uh, complements and works with compassion. And also I highlight different musical artists along the way. In the past I've had Grammy nominees, Stephen Halpern and Peter Cater, as well as having Jill Matson, Claire Hedin, Bruce Ciccarelli, Craig Willis, Harold Grandstaff Moses, um, Stands with Bear, a variety of different musicians, different types of music coming in, different things that they're doing with music. So that's really fun and exciting. In my own work, what I do is I focus on helping people find and use compassion in their everyday lives. 
I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, and if you've missed it, you can catch it on our archives. I've also authored four books, the first two being Activating Compassion and its companion workbook, and the last two being You, Me, Life Dreams and its companion workbook. In addition, I've created the Compassion Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and fundraising events. And you can follow all of the things that I have going on uh, through my website. That's the easiest place to find out everything that's happening, videos and updates and all those great things, and archive shows. You can do that at jessieannicholsgeorgemennumber1.com. And I am in the process of putting together the 2015 tour right now. I soon will be posting eight events coincided with the seasons uh, that are part of the Adventure in Nature series. And uh, those are going to be happening all over the U.S. And I am also looking at different practitioners that want to help contribute towards fundraising events and also providing uh, and helping out people who are in need. So we're actually adding some things. We're getting the fundraising events and things brought into the tour um, either probably towards the end of this year, second half of this year, or starting up with the 2016 tour. But I'm gathering those those resources now, and that way we'll be ready to go and move forward. Just a reminder, if you do enjoy the show this, this, uh, this afternoon, make certain that you tell your friends, family, you know, share with people out there on the social media, because I find that when I'm sharing things, there's always somebody who needed what I was sharing or the pieces that we were sharing on that show brought together some other things for the the people that are out there. So you just never know whose life you're going to impact and, and make a difference for as you go along the way. And they can get to the show using the very same link that you did, by the way, today. It's available immediately after we finish as an archive. In addition, again, they can find it through iTunes, TuneIn.com, and on my YouTube cham- channel. So lots and lots of options for whatever somebody's preference is. Now, before we get started into the show today, those that have listened in before know that I really like to delve into the 72 names of God just for a little message. And this message, by the way, goes up on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website. So you can go back and reflect on it during the week because I I always like to do that. Grab my concept for the week and then go back and reflect on it because oftentimes the days bring up these distractions and then you know, it, it just helps me get refocused. <laughs> it's kind of what it does in there. And this is a great message. This is a really fun message today that we have coming in from Yehuda. Now, the, the reason I like Yehuda's work is because he takes the big concepts and he puts them into much more clarity and, and everyday language and ways that we can implement it into everyday life. And the common name of God that we have this week is the power of prosperity. The power of prosperity. And everybody's like, I'm in. <laughs> so if we just chant that over and over again, the power of prosperity. And the, the little message that he gives here to start it off with is, if fortunes are continually won and lost in your life, if you find yourself on the financial roller coaster, if wealth has been gained at the expense of loving relationships or good health, or if you're just plain broke and short of cash. Now, the insight that he provides on this is, when you want to achieve real success, success without those nasty side effects, 
you must recognize that all good fortune originates from the light of the Creator. If you believe that you're the sole architect of your success, the actual creator of your prosperity, you're worshiping ego and disregarding the power of the light. And that means you've been drawing your financial sustenance from the reactive system of human nature. You've been giving ego complete control of your life. Ego does have the power to bring financial gain and material pleasure but at great cost to the buyer. Each time you acquire an asset valued and prized by your ego, you trade away an asset treasured and cherished by your soul. These are the only real business transactions that matter in life. With this name, you draw good fortune from the light through your soul, not through your ego. And the meditation that he provides for this is, Acknowledge that the light of the creator is the ultimate source of all prosperity and well-being. Now, summon the forces of prosperity and sustenance and ask for the strength to keep your ego in check when the other checks start rolling in. Great one there. Power of prosperity is the common name, and the formal name on this is Samat Allah Lamed. Okay, Samat Allah Lamed. And that's for the power of prosperity. So, you know, even just saying the names, whether you use the formal name or even the common name, and focusing in this meditative way can really, really make a difference. So there we go. And, again, that will be on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, jessianicholsgeorge.com. You can go back and check it out, reflect on it during the week. Now, a little message here as we get started, a little thought pattern to get us into our topic, and this is kind of on our topic and kind of not on our topic in a way. (laughs) Some of the concepts are there, uh, but we're actually going to be delving into some really cool stuff because this is is a little bit different fun stuff that we're going to do today. What are your thoughts about polarities in life? How do you deal with polar opposites? Are there really polarities or just things that show up and challenge us so that we will grow? There are so many today with varying viewpoints about polarity. Some say it is just an illusion. Others say that it creates separation. Still, others say it exists in all things and without it, nothing exists at all. Some strongly support it, others strongly deny it or even reject it. I feel like it is all things. It is both and neither at the same time. A simple death that seems to me to run through all things, much like we are all and nothing at the same time. Like the yin and the yang, each thing carries at least a piece of its polar opposite in it. It is also the proverbial two sides of the coin. Each side has its own picture or look to it. They are different but still connected. We see a similar but different parallel in the aspect of a mirror where it is separate but the same. We see ourselves outside of ourselves, but it is still ourselves. (laughs) I think this aspect is important in so many ways, for it reminds us of the delicate balance of things. Looking too much at one side can make us blind to the other aspects that are there. For example, Only looking at what is negative 
leads us to be blind to the beauty of something. And looking only at the beauty can lead us to be in denial of things that can be very dangerous. Let's take a a lion as an example. If we only see its ferocious side, then we will never see how gentle and loving it can be. If we only see it in gentle and loving ways, we can forget how easily it can become ferocious. However, when we acknowledge both sides of things, the beauty and the ferociousness, then we can experience belief and with wisdom. In spiritual realms, acknowledging both sides of things leads us into our own wholeness. Creators will need to acknowledge the value of destruction and be able to realize that as easily as they can create, so can they destroy, and vice versa. Not only have I found it important to acknowledge a polar opposite, but it is important to understand its value and role in things. For example, a building may need to be torn down or the land destroyed before a building can be erected. Old systems oftentimes have to be destroyed before new ones can be implemented. A bully's energy challenged positively can become a great leader or manager. Miriam Jacobs helps people gain insights to their life by blending intuition through a tarot deck and by helping people to see that there is more than one side to things. This brings another polarity that is interesting to me, the conscious and the subconscious, or that which we are aware of and that which is with us that we are not aware of. It shows aspects that are present in our life that we are seeking and blind to. So, When I look at this aspect of polarities, I see different things that are one and the same. It seems that it is up to us if they will be allowed to work in our lives harmoniously or if they will be at war with each other and thus create havoc and discord. I find that when I do acknowledge both aspects of something, it seems to stop being a nuisance for me and it starts taking care of itself. And this is true of people in my life as well as situations. Are you seeing both sides of things in your life, or are you blindly looking at only one? What are you doing to bring balance to the polarities of your life? Are you seeing the value of all things or trying to reject what you don't like? Something to think about. This week, our guest focuses on a component of compassion related to the aspect of my books of The Hidden Enemy. This reminds us that When we look only at one side, our perspective of things that we are coming from uh, or or that perspective that we're coming from is a space of judgment. And that, in turn, leads us to miss seeing what is really there and oftentimes to miss the blessings available in the situation. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, we will delve into our show of enjoying music from guests Actually, not enjoying music and guests. We did that a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) And if you want to check that out, you can definitely do so in our archives. But what we're going to do tonight is we're going to take a short break today, tonight. I think I'm all over the place here. (laughs) I need to get synchronized on my time. I've got for you a song called Expectations. It's by Claire Hedin. And if you'd like to find out more about Claire's work or connect with her, you can definitely do that at www.clairehedin.com. And when we come back, we will have Miriam Jacobs, and she's going to be talking with us about Polarity Wellness Tarot. We'll be back soon.
And welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. My name is Josie Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. You were just listening to a song by Claire Hedin. It was called Expectation. And you can definitely check out more of Claire's work at www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. And, you know, for those that have listened to the first part of the show, <laughs> you'll know that I'm kind of tripping over my words a little bit today. So, Bear with me in this, uh, you know, yes, even I get a little stumbly at times, but um, what we'll do here is uh, I want to share with you my guest today, and, and today who I have is Miriam Jacobs, and she's the creator of Polarity Wellness Tarot and author of Tarot and the Chakras, Opening New Dimensions to Healers. Miriam trained in polarity therapy in New York City and was certified by American Polarity Therapy Association. She received a certification in Swedish Esalen Massage at McKinnon Institute in Oakland, California. Miriam has been reading Tarot for over 25 years. Her creation of Polarity Wellness Tarot integrates classic Tarot with esoteric body anatomy found in polarity therapy. Miriam also has studied cranial sacral therapy, Chi Mei Sung, and therapeutic touch, reflexology, Ayurveda, and herbology, all of which is integrated into her practice. And you can definitely learn more about her work at www.polaritywellness.com. And I'm going to go ahead and get her microphone open. Miriam, welcome to Activating Compassion Radio. Hi, Jesse. Nice to be here. So it's how are really you today? Yeah. Between stumbling over my words, I'm doing really yeah. great. <laughs> I know that this is very important because, you know, so many people say to me, they'll say, you just never make mistakes. You just, you're so good at everything. Well, now they realize that I'm human and I make mistakes <laughs> and I stumble just like the rest of the world in here. So it's a great polarity for them to see today <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. or to hear as the case may be. Right, yeah. So those polarities just, um, they create a pulse. And when I was listening to what you were saying, I really related to that polarities are, that we need them in everything. Kind of like two strings of a guitar, you know, and then they create this pulse which creates a sound. You know, and, and polarity therapy is based on that we're fields of vibrating energy and what causes this vibration is a sound. So everything is an expression of energy. So here you're you're finding or we're finding you're um you're you're stumbling because I'm I'm amazed <laughs> that you know that you have so much together here. So and I love that you laugh at yourself. That's that's great. <laughs> Well, I, I might as well. <laughs> I might as well. It's, life is funny. Life is very funny. Matter of fact, you know, I, I have this phrase that I used to say all the time. I said, you know, if this wasn't my life, it would be really funny. So I might as well just start laughing at it because it is that funny. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when we learn to embrace that, it's all great. You know, it all works out. Um, no, no, you came to me, Miriam, from actually a, another guest that I have, Stephanie Swafford, and, uh, you know, I certainly appreciate her for 
putting me in contact with you. But I gave you, I gave everybody a little bit of overview of you, and I'd love for you to start and share with us, you know, how did you get into tarot? Why tarot versus other things? And then why healing? Why, you know, what drew you to do this work that you're doing? Well, the healing part came from probably from healing myself. So there's a number of stories there. There's that when I was three, I was very sick. I had an undiagnosed disease, and I was in a coma in the hospital in an oxygen tent. This was in the 50s where they put children in oxygen tents. Now they have masks and stuff. And at one point, someone accidentally turned off my oxygen tent. And just right then, a neighbor who was a nurse would come in before her shift and check on me and she realized that the oxygen tent was off so she resuscitated me back back to life shortly after that i had the uh, people in the community come and and had a prayer vigil the morning of the the morning after so it was a nightly prayer vigil and after the prayer vigil i uh i woke up at at sunrise and from then I continued to get better. So that's one part of the story. The other part is is that I was trained as an artist, mostly a printmaker, and I lived in Manhattan and I ran a nonprofit arts organization that was a silkscreen studio where there's a lot of toxic chemicals and I was working there and the fumes were really getting me sick. And so I found alternative health and alternative healing, and I found one teacher that was really important to me whose name is Dr. Hetty, and Dr. Hetty was his Yugoslavian grandma, and she not not necessarily helped heal me physically. That was through other, other people who I, I drew in, but she came to me one time and just said, that I was going to be doing healing work, and I was just at a place where I, that, that seemed unheard of. But as things started to unfold and I, was, um, I had a teaching job in a private high school that was about to end, and I didn't know what I was going to do next, and I irresponsibly took this trip. And on this trip, I just kept saying, I'm on the right path, I'm on the right path. And when I came home from that trip, I found a training program in polarity therapy, which just seemed to be appropriate for me to take. And then the rest is um, is history. And in in that program is where I met your former guest, Stephanie Swafford. And Stephanie is uh, is the co uh, co author of my user guide in the polarity wellness tarot deck. So that's where that came in. And then one day I had a polarity session, and the next day I knew I was going to move to California. So here I am in California, and as things evolved, I kind of became, I, I all these years I was reading tarot, and I started to, I learned tarot from a woman named Yvonne Owens, and Yvonne actually wrote the forward for my book. And so the polarity and the tarot just became incorporated. So it was kind of like a closet tarot card healer. And then I started to learn all of these chakra meditations 
and it just seemed as if fusing them together made sense. For me, I'm not the type of learner who learns from reading books, Well, I, and I do read books and memorizing everything, and or intuition. So there is, even in my learning, there's a polarity because I, I do the reading and the academic part, and then I also do the, the intuitive and find a balance between them. But one way that I really like to learn is, is by looking at charts. And what I started to do is I started to make my own charts. And with making my own charts, I saw that polarity therapy and the chakras and tarot all had a similarity. And so I started making those charts together. So that's how that started. And then in my, I have a bodywork practice here in the East Bay of California. And I started to do tarot card readings with my clients because I found that there was a component there where they would come in and they would have all of this stuff going on in their head. And so for me to help balance their energy, it just really made sense to kind of uh, put that mental piece to rest and to give some sort of advice that wasn't directly coming to me. In polarity therapy, there is a fabulous verbal communications component and that was influencing my reading. So I just kind of melded all of those things together and came up with the deck and then came up with a book, too. So well, the book and, is... Yeah, go ahead. And I think, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned... Um, I mean, you really went through a lot from a very young age. I mean, right. we're talking, you know, near death or death and coming back experiences and then... Uh, you know, all of these different pieces, and a lot of people, of course, can relate to toxic fumes and toxic aspects and trying to heal from that these days. Um, but you mentioned something about, you know, reinforcing to yourself, I'm going to be okay, it's all going to work out. And I, I did that so much in the last <laughs> few months touring the country and being on tour full-time now. Um, I, I could completely relate to that. And then you mentioned about, learning by charts, and this is where they say the true learning is. You know, the learning by charts is non-duality learning in a way because it's, you know, it, it, it makes everything, it takes all the judgment out of everything, and you simultaneously learn by resource and by reference and intuition because your intuition can't help by that be triggered when you look at a chart or a reference uh, aspect. So I find that very interesting. Uh, I would have to agree with you. And with that, you know, I'm, I'm really a visual person. And maybe that's my background in the visual arts. And so the charts are something more to look at and to compare or, be, or because I started drawing them out or, or you know, or, you know, after I had a computer who was able to put the computer, you know, put them in computers. But I think that that's, it's just an interesting way. And it's just, you know, truly the way that I, I found to be the best way for me to learn. Although I don't think everybody learns that way. I think that people can, can learn from 
the other pulses. So maybe the what the charts are sort of the middle of the polarity pulse. They're not the mm-hmm. the negative or the positive. They're kind of like they're they're the neutral. They're the they're the in between of those of those pulses. Or at least for me they are. <laughs> so so let's kind of jump into this polarity tarot. You know, okay. we're tossing this term around, and I think people are familiar with polarities. I think there's people out there definitely familiar with tarot. What is polarity wellness tarot? Because you specifically bring it about as polarity tarot or polarity wellness tarot. What is that all about? That is, well, it was me comparing charts and finding a way that tarot related to the esoteric body work of, of polarity therapy. And so what I did is I created this deck to make it easier for me and to make it easier for other people to bridge what goes on in the body and what goes on with a tarot reading. So what I did is I created a deck that is, um, is funky collages because that's, that's the way that I work. They're not illustrations or, or cartoons. And what I've done is I've gotten every – so I based it on classic tarot. So classic tarot is the 22 major arcana cards, and then there's the number cards or the minor arcana cards. And then there's four court cards. So that part of it, you know, minus the major arcana, is very similar to a playing card deck. And then each, each, so the 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 tarot has suits, and the suits relate to the elements. And polarity therapy relates to elements as well. So there's elements in our body, and in polarity they call them ether, air, fire, water. And earth, and so these then they they do they relate to the suits, or I've gotten really created with the with the ether element and related the ether element to the major arcana. So there's the major arcana cards that have um, have the 22 cards and minus the fool card, which is zero. Then if they're in rows of seven, they can then also relate to the chakras. So I, I know I'm skipping around here a little bit, but then what <laughs> happens is is that in um, in the 40s there was a, there was a a guy who created Aleister Crowley created a deck called the Toth deck, and here he related tarot to astrology. So and polarity therapy then relates body anatomy. So going down from the forehead and the neck and the the shoulders, relate that to Western astrology. So what I did is I just put those two together. And as I was putting these two together, what I realized is is that what Crowley did, so he gave the minor arcana cards all astrological components. So all the fire or wands cards are going to be fire signs in in astrology. All of the air or, or or sword cards are going to be air signs. So it goes through like that. What I 
didn't realize until I put the chart down was that there was an even more synchronicity to that. And that synchronicity was that if you went down the body, that two, three, four of wands cards were Aries, related to Aries, and that was the forehead. Five, six, seven of pentacles, which are relate to Taurus, are, and Taurus relates to the neck. And Gemini shoulders was eight, nine, and ten of swords, which was air. So as you go down the body, it goes two, three, four wands, five, six, seven pentacles, eight, nine, ten swords, two, three, four cups, and it goes down like that likewise. So I related that so that the two, three, four of wands or fire then relate to body-wise relate to the forehead. And so then there's exercises, which are polarity also has this yoga-like exercise component to okay. it. I'm okay, I'm going to jump jump in here because okay. we have a lot of information going on here. <laughs> and there's okay. a lot of people going, well, wait a second, elements and signs and, yeah. and body parts and what's two, three, four, and, <laughs> and things like that. So... Um, so we're, we're going to step back a little bit when we talk about the elements. We know there's different connections. There's the elements in the body. There's the elements of the universe. Um, they kind of align here um, with it. You talked about matching those to the seeds. So maybe give us an example of these connections you're talking you're talking about. Like like how how could, how did you come up with the two three four of a certain suit connects with the head, for example. Okay, so in the Toth deck, Alistair Crowley gave astrological components to all of the tarot cards. So in the um, minor arcana, so in the minor arcana from cards, those are like the number cards, so cards 2 through 10 all have an astrological component. What's going to ha- what happens is, is that they also have, like, have a, a sign, like two of wands is Mars and Aries. And so it goes, it's going to go like that, and then the major arcana cards either have an astrological component or they have a planet. In astrology, planets also then have, on another step, have a an astrological symbol that they they relate to or, or a sign that they live in. And so there's 22 major arcana cards, and so there's nine planets plus the sun, so that's 10 cards, and then there's 12 astrological. So those only have one, either a, a um, planet or they have an astrological sign. So that's that's the way that the major arcana works. And then back again to the minor arcana cards, what happens with the minor arcana cards is is that they're going to have a um, planet in in an astrological sign that relates to both of them. So what I've done in the deck is I've put symbols on the top of all of those cards. And then in the user guide, they tell you what some of those symbols mean. It tells you briefly. And then further along in the book, 
it's also going to give you a layout of what um, what's on what symbols are on top of each card. So, for instance, there is um, there is on the major arcana cards. There's going to be a, a symbol of an element. It's going to be a sub element. It's going to be a type of touch, and I'll get to the type of touch in a second. It's going to be an astrological sign, and then it's going to also it's it's going to be a chakra sign as well. So there's symbols on top of the card. So it does take a little bit of time to look at and to figure out what what all of those are. So then the um, minor arcana has an element, a type of touch, a planet, an astrological sign, and a chakra. And if we go to the court cards, there's an element, a type of touch, a sub-element, and then a chakra. So you can relate any of these. The chakra is always going to relate to the elements, and those elements are gotten from the Tibetans and the Vedics gave elemental names for all of the chakras, which is what polarity therapy follows as well. So it makes sense, but it needs um, they they need it needs playing, and so you know you really need to have a deck in front of you and start playing around with those. But my intention was to bridge this or meld the gap for body workers to be able to look at tarot and understand tarot and for tarot readers to be able to look for how can they integrate tarot, the lessons of the tarot that the cards are indicating in with the body or in with, with doing, doing something active to, to balance the energy that's, that's coming across in the cards. And that's what really, I think, separates, or I shouldn't say separates, but differentiates your work from some of the others. Because I've used Tarot for decades and decades and decades. I have been reading Tarot for other people for, let's say, 35 years um, and studying prior to that and for those that thought Tarot was just, hey, you toss some cards down and that's all there is to it, this is part of what makes a difference between somebody who really knows how to read Tarot. And it's not just about it. It's about all this different information that goes in. Because I was I was taught about planetary alignments with different cards and things like that. And so what I found when I went through your deck was, um, and your work is that on one hand, it's very easy for somebody who has never read cards before to pick up and use because you do have the symbols uh, of the different things on the cards. And it really just is a matter of initially learning what those symbols are. Um, and how they come in, you know, it's really about. But any deck you go to, you have to take the time to stop and really learn its flow and how it works. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, <laughs> the other polarity. About, on the other side, the other picture, um, I found uh, 
as somebody who's read a long time, there's some very interesting different dynamics of bringing in the chakras and the body aspects and the energy healing aspects to this because somebody who does, as somebody who does healing work, um, that obviously interested me. And it can challenge somebody who's been reading for a long time to go into some new dimensions. Um, which I can always appreciate and enjoy. I am sure that that's exactly correct, although that perhaps the reason I'm here is is to make that challenge or to make those connections and to bring tarot and to bring polarity to deepen them. The thing that's so similar about both of these systems is not only that they're grounded in universal energies, but that they've been around for so long. And what happens to any tarot reader or any polarity practitioner that I know is that eventually, if however they've come about the work, is, is that the longer that they, um, they do it, the more that they make it their own. And I'm sure you know this from just reading tarot is that that there's some there's some cards that have just evolved over the years. That they had had one meaning and then um and then they change meanings or or we all have our favorite cards. You know, our cards that keep showing up for a while. And so this is stretching it and that stretching I think is can be uncomfortable but with that uncomfortableness I think what happens is is that we're all then growing and changing and evolving and what's happening now is is that things are just are changing so fast and we need so many tools if you know if I can open up tarot to other people or open up polarity to other people, then I've um, I've done my life's work, or you know, or or, or that th- this is becoming my life's work. And I wouldn't have known it if you told me that this is what I was going to do 25 years <laughs> ago when I started playing with with tarot cards. Or you know, certainly I knew once I started studying polarity that there was a connection. But you know, I just didn't have any idea. But I think your point is is well taken about that. But about tarot card readers going, well, wait a second. But um, I'm so I'm asking tarot card readers to do that, and I'm asking body workers to incorporate this in a way that it it um, they haven't before, or if they're open enough to have this tool. And it could also be that these cards serve for people who are studying polarity or who do want to know about polarity is just to make them kind of like flashcards so that there's there's exercises or there's meditations that can be um, to any of those, to cards chosen. So I'm really interested in also making tarot. And, you know, maybe what you're saying is, is that this is for the beginner tarot card reader. Um, I'm not really, um, I'm not one to say that. I, I kind of think it, 
can <laughs> open tarot card readers to to other paradigms too, but to make it well, so that or to yes, to open them to other paradigms, but also for those people who have never picked up a tarot deck. Um, I think this is a, a deck that could appeal to somebody who maybe has not had an interest in traditional tarot and who maybe has never read cards before because you have the symbolisms on there. Um, like any deck, it's going to take time to get used to it, how that deck flows for you. And as you say, I've noticed that with that sometimes they've changed throughout the years as far as what meaning is coming through on a particular card for me as I grow in my awareness, then the meaning shift and refine or what's coming up in that time is now telling me that there's this meaning with the heart chakra going on versus uh, what was happening with the heart chakra 20 years ago. Uh, It plays in differently. So I'm just saying there's whether somebody is beginning or whether they've been doing this for a long time, no matter where they are in the scale of things or where they are in their their development process, this is a deck that could be picked up by anybody and help them bridge into different areas as well as just reading. Yeah, that's definitely part of my intention. Uh, and I think that it could be looked at even if you go deeper in the system besides just anybody or body workers getting away, you know, a, a, a window in on the tarot. It can also help people in terms of, and, and, and this, is, it, this is funny because just in the last two days this has come up for me in my, uh, in my body work practice of two different clients who are, are interested in meditation but have trouble meditating. And so and then they also both have trouble making decisions. And so my way in is is that well then look at the book and see if there's a chakra based meditation that works for you. And then to see if there's cards that that make sense for those for for you and to see what cards relate to that chakra and say if there's um you know there there's an earth meditation which lines the chakras up from from the root chakra up and look at some of those earth cards and then it can open them up to start looking at the tarot as you know as not something that's you know that's too mystical or too far away but it can also perhaps help them look at the tarot and to be able to to use that to my deck or to any deck for themselves, you know. So, so it it can work that way as well, and it also can work in the way of what is it that we can do for ourselves? Because there's not only you know not only meditations, but the book also includes a lot of um, a lot of self self soothers, and it includes crystals and. It's really meant as as a basis for people to start doing things and to making making choices on their own about their own health because we all know like you know you and I and whoever does healing is really 
is a facilitator of this this higher higher energy that comes through us. Absolutely, and you know, I I think that that is an interesting thing. When sometimes when we're feeling lost, that's an interesting suggestion to to say what is resonating with you, what feels like it works for you in this moment, um, and that's that's a different approach. Marion, can you give us an example how we would use a card from your deck for healing? All right. Okay. So I'm going to pick a card now, and I picked one card that is the Five of Fire. So the Five of Fire then relates to, or it's the Five of Wands in a lot of decks, relates to the it relates to the fire element it relates to the solar plexus it also relates to saturn and leo so if in saturn and leo mean anything to you and right away i think of saturn as you know relating to um the planet saturn is really is it's really slow but then then there's the fire of um the fire of leo and then this relates to the solar plexus so the the things that you can do is there is a practice and the practice is is it's it's kind of a a yoga type practice about lying on your back and um with your legs uh, your legs um straight first and then you bend your knees and cradle them and then just rock side by side and the intention of this is, is to lengthen your back. What you can also do with this card is if you're a body worker, it has there's a symbol on it which is the neutral, which is light touch. So there's light touch that could be used if you're a body worker. There's also then there's a meditation for this. And the meditation is a there's a meditation in the book so you can follow the meditation. So there's a lot of different references. And it can go back and forth, too. It could go back to, are you attracted to this um, this particular card? Are you, are you attracted to this, this chakra and, and why? So then there's also then there's foods. And the foods are, are based loosely on Ayurveda and, more importantly, based on polarity therapy. And there's the, a food, it, it calls for eating rice. So it's anything that you do with intention, and the intention is already there. And the t- intention in this case is about is about the card. And in the five of wands, is wands are usually um, fire. They're about outward energy. They're their passion. Their spirituality. And then in the book, what I have is I have what the card's about. It's about strife and sustains. It's it's mustering the courage to overcome obstacles. Now, most fives, and you can then look at it numerologically, and we're not even going into that so much right now, <laughs> is, is that five, fives tend to be very challenging cards. And so you can look up, and then I give some advice, and the advice is very much um, based on my my meditation practice and my polarity communication skills, which is more about, you know, 
have putting people in the driver's seat. And so this card, and then there's a story to the card. So I have this story about that what this card reminds me of. And I remember stories. If someone's teaching something or giving a lecture, what I remember is I remember the stories. So the stories also are there not that, you know, written in stone, but the stories in, in the book are there so that people can be inspired. So the story of this, and I'm going to read this, is the story for the Five of Fire is this card reminds me of capoeira, the Brazilian martial art. It consists of quick movements that uses leg squeams, sweeps, and gymnastic-type moves. Capoeira looks like a very active dance to me. It is amusing and playful, but takes skill, timing, and spontaneity. So this describes that card. So there's a lot of ways that you can use this card. And then there's also then, of course, if you are a tarot card reader, there's a lot of different meanings for this card. And it relates to the solar plexus. So anything that we do that, um, that supports the solar plexus. And the solar plexus is a lot about um, strength and self-esteem and enthusiasm, you know, and then the opposite end elementally of enthusiasm can also be anger and frustration. So you can you can use use that as, as well. And there's you know then there's a self soother. So there's lots of different opportunities to look into these cards and look into what you can do and in this particular card to embrace embrace the meaning of that card. Well, and I love I love by bringing in the body aspect to this. It gives us a whole different, I feel, um, understanding of the steps that will help us. So another thing I love about this deck is it's one of those, I would say, few decks <laughs> out there. Uh, that really work well for reading for yourself. And that's exciting to me because when I look at these things, it's very clear cut. Okay, well, I, I know from the work I do that energetically the solar plexus deals a lot with the communications that we're receiving from other people, um, it, you know, what we're taking in from the outer world. And Yet, at the same time, if we look at the, the solar plexus and the purpose of that area of our body, um, you know, it's a very bridging aspect. There's a, there's a lot of other things. There's certain strength factors that, you know, we're kind of talking the diaphragm area. So, um, you know, that's, that's going to affect various things as far as what we're taking in from other people you know, is going to affect our ability to breathe or to have life or to function or things like that. Um, but strengthening, strengthening the organs in that body, strengthening our personal boundary systems or things like that, to me it becomes much more clear cut of the actions that will help us. Yeah, and I think that that part, because I've been following um, your work lately and and your your blogs and stuff and it and it seems the whole issues of 
of boundaries keep coming up, and <laughs> for 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 me as well of creating boundaries and you know and and there you know any of these things they're just they're they're systems for learning. You know they're systems so that we have something that we can communicate about, so that we can have a conversation about, and we can go back to some 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 basis, you know, and, and the, you know, the, the wands cards for me are more about spirituality and creativity. And I know that this is sometimes a, you know, is, is a, is a, a difference in, in the deck. But to me, the solar plexus is, is what you always want energy to come out of so that if someone's throwing you off, whether they're consciousness of it or not is a place that has to be protected or where if you're picking up energy in your body however if it's from someone else an outside source or from your own thoughts it's a way of of um letting that energy out it's also where um where i want to um protect i don't want energy to come into my solar plexus i want it to you know, if it comes into the solar plexus, I want it to come in from either my heart chakra or my uh, my sexual chakra. And I want that to be a way out of the energy because I kind of look at it as is that, it, you know, it's it, it needs protection. And it also is about strength and power. And if you go into then astrologically what it means is, you know, in, in um, Sagittarius it's really about being there, out there in the world. So we can also even take it to that step as well. Okay, so so I'm going to question you because I you just said something that I know a lot of people are going to be like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And by the way, I love, I love, I love, I love in your deck that you use bamboo to represent the oh. fire element. <laughs> And and it's different. It's different because there's so many people that would relate bamboo to, um, uh, you know, to the air element. But I think yes, there's a, there are a whole array of things that make the bamboo um, coincide with the fire element. Um, but you just mentioned, and and I agree. I you know we don't protect. The, the solar plexus chakra enough, which is why we oftentimes feel like we've had the wind knocked out of us when we're around other people. It's oftentimes why our energy gets drained out. Um, now, I think a lot of people are like, okay, I get, I get why I would let energy come in through the heart chakra because that's an elevated energy and it's going to be, you know, pure energy and this and that and it's going to dissipate anything negative. But why would we let energy in through the root chakra or our sexual chakra? Well, I don't know. I have a lot to say about that. I'm trying to figure out, like, where where is it that I start for the fruit? And and this is where, and you said this a while back. You were talking about connecting. Like the important part is in whatever we do, whatever deck we use, whatever chakra meditation we do, whatever practice, whatever practitioner we use is, is that we connect. 
And the connection is really where it is because everything happens in the intention. For me, I want energy from my root chakra or at least to start from my root chakra because it grounds me. And sometimes I need grounding. Sometimes I I live in these higher realms so much I want to ground and a way for me to connect is by connecting through my root chakra. As far as the second chakra goes, and I mention this just ever so briefly in my my book and starting to do a meditation from the second chakra is, is that the person who developed Chi Nitsang is, um, gosh, I don't even remember, Montauk Chia. And he does all of his meditations, and he doesn't call it chakras, and I'm not, I'm acknowledging that he calls, you know, he has a place in between the belly button and then, and then the, the perineum, you know, that there's a place which to me is the second or sexual chakra, where that that's where all of the energy is. And that's why you want to, and he does these exercises well, where he pulls it down to the perineum and then comes back up. And they're really powerful meditations. I did... I, I list an adaptation of this meditation there. So it's whatever you can connect to. You're about compassion, and you're about, you know, I find you to be very grounded. So perhaps you don't need to connect that way, but in my mind those are the way that those two connect. And, yes, I do want it through my heart chakra sometimes, but more often than not, I'm going to personally, at least with the phase that I'm in, is I'm going to start with my root chakra or start with my crown chakra because that's what makes sense and that's what's going to get me to meditate and it's going to get me to ground. And and that I'm really glad you brought that up. Matter of fact, just a few seconds before you mentioned grounding, I wrote it down on my notepad (laughs) in there because... Uh, I remember in some of my studies we would do different exercises and there were going to be two places that we would draw energy into and that would either be coming up through the root chakra through a pull from the the energy of the earth or coming down through the crown. And so it it reminded me that, yes, you know, of course, that grounding is, is very important to do, especially if we're going to take action in this world um, we talk about the polarities. The grounding is very important for us in being able to have clear thoughts um, and and being able to receive. So, uh, and not to mention the fact that we're living in an Earth uh, third dimension. <laughs> you know, we can put our mind out to the hundredth and fifty second dimension if we want to, but our body is still on this Earth dimension, and. All of that energy and thoughts and everything and evolved thinking is wonderful, but if we don't implement it into the third energy, which is what the grounding does and what the root chakra does, then, you know, we're going to be, it doesn't do us any good because it's just out there. It's like a, it's like a thought that we never put into action. Um, so I, I see the root chakra as a big action place for us and so I'm really glad you brought those points up so thank you I I wanted people to get some of that clarity of why you would say that yeah yeah that's 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 a good question 
and that and and you know and and this is even why I think these systems are so that we can start are in place so that we can start having the conversation about them and there's different ways there's a million ways to not a million but probably at this point a hundred ways of looking at the card and the card meanings and stuff and just from what you said because I, I agree with everything that you said is is that you're looking at my cards and you're saying that you know when you look at what what I did with these cards if you don't have the cards in front of them and there are images of the cards on my website for the fire or wands element what I use I, all the cards are are these col photoshopped collages and so what I did for the wands and this is what just worked was this taking bamboo is that is that I had bamboo plants and they seem to work best for the wands when I did that I wasn't conscious of that connection that some some for a lot of different decks and a lot of different readers that that the wands cards come to mean something else for me it was just the image that works so here's my unconscious mind or the un, the the collective unconscious mind working where then Jesse, you're getting something that um, didn't even occur to me. Well, it's funny. A friend of mine has a has a phrase that he uses all the time: "Hollow like the bamboo," which is uh -huh. the thing in motion. It's always movement, and to me, the fire element is is movement. It's putting it in action. It's thought in action. It's heart in action. It's everything in action, and. Uh, and the bamboo is that. And when we're in action, we have to be like the bamboo, flexible enough to bend along the way, but always staying hollow enough to let that energy keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. So I, I love it. It was one of the first things I noticed. I was like, oh, that's really cool. She used, she used bamboo in that. And this is what I think is fun when we get into blending these different pieces like you, you did in your work is that it always triggers more and new things for us and gets us thinking like, wow, I, I wouldn't have thought about using the bamboo, but that's really cool and that's, you know, that gives me a whole new layer of insight to things. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think we're, I'm always learning from from people who are responding from, from this deck and from from my work. You know, and and looking at it, and I think that that's why these two systems have um, have such longevity. The chakras and the tarot, or or maybe every of them, all of them, is just because they're connected with um, with things that we know to be in 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 the universe, and then things that then then relate. You know, and pro and possibly it is my unconscious mind. That's um, that that brought in the bamboo, but for me it was just visually that was um, that worked. It's it's wonderful. Um, so I want to move on a little bit here, and and we're going to give people a sample of what it's like, you know, to bring this information together through your deck. Um, but before we do that. I would love for you to share with people how to ask questions when they're working with your doubt care. How, how, if I want to know something, how should I be asking my questions when I'm working with a duck? Okay. 
the tarot is no longer just uh, a, um, you know, a, a telling us the future. What it is is it's become a tool to empower choices. So a way, and this is very influenced by my polarity therapy communication skills training, is to ask the question so that it, uh, it's empowering you. And so it's not like, well, what's going to happen or, um, or is this, is this, that you can ask questions that, um, that are inquiring like, and that help set an intention that can open up a conversation. And that's a big one for me in my, when I, I do this with body work because, you know, if you have someone to witness, then that's, um, that's, that's all you need. But you can ask questions like, how am I off course? Or what can I best learn from this situation? Or how can I approach this? Or what are the implications of my choices? These kind of questions leave it so that you can empower yourself. So I would suggest for people to even start with mundane questions if you're new to tarot. And you can, you know, I, I like to even ask questions about, like, going to the grocery store and, and or going, you know, or, or make it, making some, some sort of simple mundane choice. But it's also some of the situations we're in we, we can't get out of. And so if you can ask questions like, how can I best approach this or what can I get out of this? You know, or what are, the, how can I overcome the negativity of a card that just chosen? Now, the tarot mostly, mainly has, unless you're reading cards in reverse, which I haven't been doing for for quite a while, is, is that there's, there's, out of 78 cards, there's only 13 negative cards. So you can ask, how can I, how can I overcome that? So the kinds of questions that you ask are, are really important so that you're the one who's making the choices or even know if you're making a choice and you can do different, I like to do this four-card spread which gives the elemental aspect, the spirit, the emotional, the thought process, the physical process of, of each question and what's best for you. And know that if you choose something for a, another reason, that you're you're doing it with awareness, and that you're aware of that there's um, there's possible negative or maybe the negative polarity pulse possibilities in those questions. You just you just brought up a good point about choosing from awareness, and and I'm glad that you're expressing the questions the way you are because. So many people go out there and they get readings or they do readings and it's like, well, that's it, my life is doomed, <laughs> like, or or whatever, and they they just think that they don't have to be active in the process. And one of the things I've always stressed with people is when you go and you get a reading, it's not that that is an absolute outcome in your life. It's to give you insight about the different energy you might have around you or 
um, what you might entail, what challenges might be there if you walk down a certain path. But it's also to really make you aware and to ask yourself, is that the direction I want to keep going? Is that the choice that I want to be making? Is that the path that I'm really choosing for myself? And so, uh, you know, I like that you're approaching it. And people think, well, why would I spend my energy on mundane things? And for me, I know that sometimes if I'm in maybe a block of some time and I can't get past my logical mind into my intuition or when we're developing our intuitive side up, asking some of the mundane things that are easy for us to get um, validation on or to have a checkpoint on uh, can be really good just to kind of get the energy flowing and to just let us see how it's relating to reality and how it's coming up. And, and that helps us understand better how a deck is working for us as an individual. And I'm bringing that up as a way of becoming comfortable with the cards. And with that, mm-hmm. that we do have choices, then are there things that we can do are there home remedies? Are there meditations? To me, meditation just it just makes everything easier. Not that my life is really so difficult, but you know, sometimes in my little world it seems that way. And so to make all of those easier, you know, to meditate or to do something, I think it's really important to do all these things with intention. And then and awareness of awareness that, okay, this is what I'm choosing or if it it looks so disastrous that you know, all right, so be it. You know, and it's only energy and it's only and it's going it's gonna it's going to pass. You know, this too well, will pass. And and that's so true. And and it was very interesting because I was pulling cards this morning and, and a little before I came on the interview here from your deck and I repeatedly kept getting the tower card <laughs> which is glorious <laughs> for me. And I'm like Okay, obviously there's a big message here. <laughs> and and that's that's the type of thing where you have this card that is all about shift and change and big change and unexpected change and of course this plays into all the astrological influences that are going on right now and, and all kinds of things in my life that are going on. And and that's the type of thing I would say we would draw, for example, another card to get clarity on maybe where that change is coming from or where that sudden uh, aspect is coming from. And I think that's one of those cards that a lot of people go, ooh, that's a negative card. But, you know, that's that's right up there with the death card. But in reality, you know, as I think you mentioned um, in your book or something, that, you know, sometimes things have to crumble before we can build them up. You know, sometimes it's in that crumbling that the new beginning that we couldn't see that's really amazing shows up. So, you know, I think these things are not to be feared. Um, It's about learning how to understand to work with them is a big key for me. Um, I would love, Miriam, while we've got a little bit of time here, while you've got, say, 10, 15 minutes to work with, Maybe you could do like a little reading here on the air to show how all this information comes together in a reading. 
um, okay. for people. And maybe what we could do is just put it out there and say, you know, um, what what would um, what is collective most needed? Community. Yeah, what is most needed for anybody who listens to this show live or archive? Do they most need to hear at this moment? So what I'm going to do, and and this is why, I, and why this works, I'm not completely sure, but it does of of doing readings over the phone or doing them Skype, which I often do. Is and and I love the idea of a of this community reading. Is that I'm going to do a four card spread. So I talk to someone and I tap into their energy or tap into everybody who's on the show and see what. And can you repeat the question? Yes. Um, we're asking to know um, what is most appropriate for anybody listening to this show, live or in an archived version, um, what's most important for them to know at the time of hearing this. All right, so I did the four-card reading, and in my wands, my spirit placement, I got the Knight of Air, and in the emotion placement, I got the Four of Water, the Four of Cups, and then in the communications, I got the Star, and then in the physical, actual, or Earth, I got the Devil. So what's cool about this is, is that We've gotten we've gotten one court card, and the court card then in the spirit placement, and the message here is about really being clear on your intentions and really clear on where you where you put your energy and um, and to charge ahead with clear intent. So that's making sure of making sure of yourself. And the next part, the next card is is the four of water. And so the water cards is is this this is like is is a is fixed water and it's a protective card and it's also and in some ways this card it can be about being stable and safe and making sure that you're really comfortable. That everyone's really comfortable and that you know how to calm down your emotions and go to some place that's really safe. Sometimes the Four of Wands is about being detached from your feelings, but in this case, it's much more emphasized because of its placement. So any card that's in the placement of its element, like in this case is the Four of Water, is um, is where it, where it's it's very pronounced. And so in this case, it was looking really closely at what, um, then what you're clear, the way that you get to the clear intentions, and this comes back to what we were talking about earlier about boundaries, is just to make sure that wherever you are going and whatever, you, whatever desires that you're putting out there, that they're, they're really, that they're safe for you, that they're not something that's going into um, 
going into feeling like you're, um, well, this will just do. Make sure that you feel very, very comfortable and very solid, even though that place that you're going is, is in a sense, to take a leap. And then what we have is we have the star card. And the star card is about taking the risk and letting it shine and letting yourself shine. So letting your thoughts, letting your um, be real optimistic about where you're going. So even though on one sense we're having boundaries and we're really safe, on another place it's still you have to go out, out on a limb. And you have to um, let yourself really, um, really shine. This is also this is also a peaceful card, too. So even though it's um, it's glowing and it's getting out there, and it's about being confident and um, and going, you know, th- this is a place where your thoughts. It's like get clearing your thoughts and getting your thoughts so that that you're coming from a place of where where you're trusting that your your dreams can come true and you're still you're still checking in though. And then the last card is and th- and this this is where I think the balance comes in of the star. This is the devil card. So the devil card is where your is how you're creating those safe boundaries to go forth on your dreams and to make sure that the dreams are really in line with what um, what's realistic to do because the 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 devil isn't you know it can be stuck it can be um, it can be indulgent indulgent it can be addiction so this is the thing of also re- because earth it's in the earth placement and he also relates to earth he relates to the knees and Capricorn is is that is to really be when you're asking for these things it's not superficial stuff that you're asking for it's more in line with your spirituality so it's a great time to ask for um, things on a much more um, intangible esoteric spiritual if you will uh, way and so the devil is, is you know not looking at things superficially and because he's in the earth placement and it's also about um it's about being being really practical and having some fun too because he can be a bit he can be a bit of a rascal like that's that's the good side to to the devil card is that he's <laughs> kind of um he's kind of a he he kind of asks us to be a little bit rambunctious and a little little bit of a of a rascal. So what I did here is I looked at the cards individually. So depending on who I'm reading for, I'll read for um I'll read for a little bit differently. In this case I think I, I pretty much have given what you know what the another possibility of looking at at the at the devil is. And I'm also looking at that there's two major arcana cards. So major arcana cards are those 22 first cards, and I think that those cards are more, they're like the karma cards. You know, those are cards that 
that's that's what's coming your way, and there's only having an awareness of um, of creating a pulse, like both of these cards. And it's funny because the the star card is is numbered is um, no, it is it's numbered 17, and then the devil card is is 15. And so you can look at you can look at those numbers as well. But right now, it's more like I'm looking at those two as kind of like the pulse. So here, you know, we started the show talking about polarities. And so there's a polarity. There's like finding this place in between, you know, the the dark, indulgent, superficial desires and the higher self-enlightened ones. And there's some place in between both of those that we can find. And the key here is then with the four of water. And the four of water is, in this case, it's saying make sure that it's really, that it's saved and that it's um, it's calm, too. So sometimes we look at things that are, they're not calm, that they're, you know, if they're overdramatic, is this what we're going to want? But for right now, ask for that, that focus and that intention to, uh, to feel safe. I I think that's wonderful, and I think that a lot of this actually fits in very well with what I've seen on an astrological level uh, or a planetary alignment level of, of what's happening is we really do have this huge potential available to us, but it does take this clarity of thought more than ever. We've got to get clear in that thinking process and that, you know, when we're willing to take what is so-called the stable practical path in implementing those thoughts, um, we really stand to gain a lot of pleasure and a lot of fun and a lot of success. And, uh, you know, we can really get into enjoying life. And at the same time, when I, you know, based on your deck, I, I get this aspect of looking at that and saying, you know, uh, sometimes temptations come our way. We have to, we have to stand our ground in the, the midst of those. But, um, you know, uh, and I lost my train of thought <laughs> in the middle of that. But uh, the. You know, it really, uh, there, there's so many concepts that I'm seeing come into it, um, you know, in, into these aspects of, with practicality and, um, as you say, the stability factor and, and being strong in what we're putting out. Um, patience, 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 you know, in there, in that process. And when you're building something stable, it's, it's that patience is so very important, but yeah, we have that opportunity to shine. We have that that option to do it. So it, to me, what you're sharing here, what you pulled for everybody, is right in alignment with the times, with what we're flowing through. Yeah, and I still, I, lo- I, lo- I love that. It's also, it is, it's the four of water. And here is a card that um, has certainly changed for me over the years 
you know, um, and also changed because of that this reading is, is, is for a, a group reading. And it also then it has the has those pulses. It has the polarities in there. It has the devil and it has the star. So, um, so those two are kind of opposite cards. And I do want to point out also that um, as I'm looking at these cards, probably okay. So there's Earth, and I can just look at them as far as what the colors are showing up. So there's there's the Earth element there. There's the air element, there's the water element, and then there's more air. So in this case, another way to look at it is, is that then what's um, there's some fire missing. And um, mm. so it's, you know so and then and then there's a lot of air, there's a lot of thoughts and stuff. So quite possibly what we could do is we can lean on this and 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 see what's um, what you know you know what what would be really um is is there a, a meditation or is there a food or is there a crystal that we we can use in order to um to facilitate the the fire or another thing we can do is is we can we can just pick a um pick another card of of how can i best find the fire in there so um and i was so thinking you know, with all of this too, there's two aspects of of none of this will be too useful unless we do find the action. And the other part of it is a lot of this is about preparation. You've got to be prepared to move when that time comes. It's maybe not here right now, but when it comes, you've got to have all these things in check in place so that you are ready to go. Or maybe you can't move until you get this in place. Right. So then this can bring about an awareness. And with that, I picked another card, and I picked the Wheel of Fortune. So, And the Wheel of Fortune... Oh, I love that then, card. <laughs> yeah, I love that card, too, because that's, like, that's everything changing. Everything is changing towards future and, you know, changing for a destiny. And it's also... It also relates to the element of fire, and it relates to the element of fire because it relates to Jupiter. So this is really about being aware. There, there's meditate the sort of like meditation or practice I call it of awareness here, and that is just says be aware of the powerful changes with perseverance. Trust that energy always changes, and that's pretty much just what you just said. You know, but in different words. So, and and it is getting out there, and it is about um, moving that energy. But I I I love that idea of of being aware. How can you prepare for all these? Because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. And then you know, and on the other hand, you know, the other polarity is is that we are we're really we're really blessed. And if you're you know, you have the opportunity to be listening in on this show in whatever way. There's, you know, you're, you're, you've got to be blessed in in many ways, and knowing that you can trust that things are really, um, really changing, and they're they're just they're changing in our own um, our own little spheres as as um, 
as exciting or as stuck as they seem. They're changing, and they're and, changing then in a grounded way. And and that's so important. I find that, um, you know, when you look at something like the Wheel of Fortune, particularly when it comes up as a means of action, I oftentimes, when, when I'm reading for people, and they'll say, when is this going to happen? And when is that going to happen in my life? And And there's not necessarily a set time frame. You know, in other words, you know, if you do nothing, <laughs> it's, it may not still happen. And and when we look at the Wheel of Fortune, that aspect really drives it home with me because, um, you know, it's going to happen when you get these other components in place. Mm-hmm. When that happens is up to you. If you put them in place today, then it's going to start happening today. If you put those pieces in place in two years, but that's going to start happening in two years. <laughs> it's in time, it's not process. on time. <laughs> it's a soul process, which means whenever you get there is when it's going to happen. <laughs> You'll be where you when, are when, when you're there. When is that going to be? <laughs> this is a fun deck, and I could, you know, what's really fun is is you don't have to draw 20 cards with your deck. It only takes a couple of cards, and you can just keep... It's got so many layers to it that you can keep just delving into these different layers um, with what you've done. And, and, you know, I I look at these things, and it's like, if you want to make this happen, I look at the body parts, and it's like, okay, I need to get out there and do some things for my thighs and <laughs> I need to do some things for my ankles and you know I need to do some breathing and open up that chest area <laughs> uh, so it's it's really kind of fun to me because my mind ticks in all these parallels and connections and and uh, patterns of things so it's it's really fun to to me to play with this and go, oh, okay, I just need to do this. I can go take that action or something, and it will, it will open this energy up that I just drew from the stack here. But, you know, Miriam, this is this is really fun, and I want to give you a couple of minutes here um, because, you know, the time just flies on my show, and, and the, I turn around, and the next thing I know, it's, the show's coming into a close. <laughs> um, but I want to give you a chance to let people know how they can connect with you. Um, I, think, I think you have an offer uh, for people that go into your website and, and uh, sign up for your email list or something like that, too. So I want to give you a chance to share all that. Okay, great. Thank you. What I'm doing today, and this will only be up for a week, is on my website, which is polaritywellness.com or polaritytarot.com. It goes to the same place. So that's P-O-L-A-R-I-T-Y, wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. So that's one word, polarity wellness, or polarity tarot. And on that home page, there's a place where you can sign up. I'm giving discounted readings and so if you can if you sign up for that and send me an email then we can set up a time to do an over the phone reading 
there's also a place where if you look to the right column, and that will lead you to, um, to a place where you can get a way of using polarity wellness tarot. And it's a, um, it's a, it's a 32 PDF file, and it gives like the basics of, of tarot and how they relate to my system. Further down on that right-hand column is also a way that, um, that you can buy a deck or, um, and or a book. The, the, the button on the bottom has a place where there's the, a deck and a, um, and a book offer that, that comes together. You can also reach me on my Facebook page. My Facebook page is Polarity Tarot. So come and join that page and see I, I put up all sorts of stuff there and um and then and the website does have a have a place to reach me as far as email and that's probably for right now that's that's the best place um also i live in california east bay i have an office in oakland so if you are in the bay area and you want to come in for a a bodywork session with me that that's great too and you can you can contact me that way or th- or through my through my email. So that's um that's there. So go you know go and check out check out the page. Also has the the site also has a bunch of other of other charts and other information. That's kind of helpful to play around with it um, if you're interested in in this uh, in this system. And that's great, and I'll have to keep that in mind when I get ready to head up to the Bay Area. I'm sitting in the South South Bay. (laughs) The San Francisco South Bay uh, area. And uh, I know I'll be headed up that way as I start to tour again. But, you know, what what a wonderful experience I think you've presented to people on the show to give them an idea of this work and and I think it's great, you know, certainly your your services are available uh, even if people are not in your area and they can connect with you by that phone. And and I do also have your um, your work, your products on my guest products ta- uh, tab on my webpage. But it's much easier to find it on your page <laughs> than it is on mine. I'm going to tell people that right now. Um, they're welcome to find it either place. It's in both places, but it, you're certainly going to find it a lot quicker and a lot easier by going going to your website there, uh, polaritywellness.com or polaritytarot.com on there. Um, so really, really a pleasure. I'm so glad that I got to bring you on the show, Miriam, and okay, to have yeah. you share this work because it is different and it is unusual, and I, I wanted, you know, your reading was just perfect for things that we're dealing with this year and probably, you know, at in, in many points in our lives. And um, and bringing this connection, because I think it's a sign of where we're headed, uh, of, of this unifying of different techniques, this integrating uh, of different aspects going on. So such a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, thank you. And thanks so much for having me. So, and it's, what I'm going to do is I can also I can put the cards that we're chosen we chose I'll put them on the um, 
on the Polarity Tarot Facebook page, too. Oh, that would be wonderful. Okay, so people can see those cards. Okay. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, definitely go over to Miriam's page. Um, and, you know, and that's Miriam, M-I-R-I-A-M, um, on there. And so you'll be able to locate her and uh, and bring that up and connect with her. Connect with her and stay, stay tuned into what's happening there. Again, thank you so much, Miriam. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us today. Okay, thank you as well. And next week here on Activating Compassion, and you know, I've got some really, really interesting guests that are coming on this year, doing some really unique twists on things. Um, I'm going to have Bert Kemper, Kempner on next week, and he's going to be talking with us about a process that he developed called life scripting. And this is interesting because Bert has been in the movie industry, and so he's worked around a lot of scripts and filming things and doing things, and he's brought in a whole new way of helping people develop themselves personally and getting a new look at their life and a new way to see it and a new way to to view it um, from even some more objective person ways and, and, and to understand the story that is being created in your life. So that's going to be really fun. So tune in with us next week on that. Um, you know, you can find all of my products as well as my guest products. They're all available to purchase on my website. There's links there. You can just click and go right into them. And as well, you can find things like um, monthly videos. I just put up a brand new video this uh, past week. So go in and check that out. That's on my website as well as interviews that other people have done with me just in this past week, a couple of days ago, two days ago, Luella May did an interview on me and it was about being in the flow and things that are happening throughout uh, our times and our, our year right now. And, um, and I'm really excited because I'm going to be back with Luella uh, this fall while I'm on tour. You'll also be able to follow tour things that are happening. Again, uh, those are going to start going up. Look for things coming up in Southern California to start with. And uh, I'm working on some different venues there. And then, uh, of course, I'll be going all throughout the country. I will be back in Illinois at some point. I'll be back in New York, Pennsylvania, um, back on the Eastern Seaboard, Maryland, Massachusetts, back in those ranges, again, Connecticut, um, I'll be doing doing things all through there, looking to incorporate some things around Michigan and Wisconsin this year, maybe Colorado I'm looking at, uh, possibility of going back into Seattle right now. So uh, there's lots of different stops and places and lots of different things being added to the Compassion Tour that wasn't on there before. So again, you can follow all those. Again, the fundraising events are going to be coming up this year, uh, looking for some different practitioners who want to participate in things. Tons and tons of opportunities with that. And I'm going to be looking for people who are in need of doing some healing, who are, you know, maybe they can't afford practitioners right now or uh, they're in the process of making some big changes and they're really trying, but they need some support in their process um, or just need some compassion in their life. And you can just connect with me through email, jesse at jesse and Nichols George. Let me know the story behind that and what's going on with those people, what they need, and um, and where they're located. And, and we'll start to see about working them into the tour. 
So it's very exciting, the different global components that are coming up and that are going to be available to people to participate in with the 2015 tour and going into the 2016 tour. So stay on top of all of those things. Um, in addition, I've got a January special that's happening right now, and that's right on the main page of my website. Again, jessianmicholsgeorge1.com. And I'm offering a fun reading that uses the subconscious to help understand where to focus your energy during 2015, and it involves gemstones and crystals and uh, different things like that. So it's, it's really a fun, cool little exploration there. And don't forget, we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. Um, Sunday nights, I think he's shifting every now and then to Saturdays, but uh, uh, Sunday nights for the most part, we have Darren Bittere on, who's a reader at Madame Laveau in New Orleans, doing spiritual insights. Sunday nights, we have Brandy Goldberg doing Vedic Astrology. He also brings some guests on from time to time. Tuesdays, we have a, a wonderful show, Susan Weed, who uh, deals in herbs and natural plants. Wednesday nights, we have our flagship show with Daniel and Janice. They do all kinds of things from guests to readings to uh, talking about different topics. It's just all kinds of things. Thursdays and Saturdays, we're doing more of a potpourri of different shows that are coming on maybe once a month. Um, so we have some various things that are getting lined up in that area as well. Uh, and that includes uh, Kevin Baird will pop in every now and then with Walking on the Sidewalk and his Horizon Oracle Journey set, which is a deck he created. You can find out about that deck at templeofgaia.com. And, of course, Fridays is Activating Compassion Radio. So we do shift the time around these days, but, hey, Friday sometime. <laughs> and whether you tune in live or catch the archives, it's all good. You'll still get the information. This is Jesse Ann Nichols-George. Thank you so much for being here with us. And, again, thank you to all of our listeners, not only on Fog Talk Radio, but also those that are streaming live through Penn, known as Parent Counters Network, StreamFinder, Stream Live and those that are catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, as well as those catching the YouTube version of our show. I definitely look forward to seeing you again next week as we delve more into activating compassion. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed my show this evening, share it with others. It's going to be available at this very same link in our archives immediately after we end. And I'm going to leave you with a closing song here, also by Shemshai, who opened us up. And you can learn more about Shemshai at www.shemshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. And this song is called Over and Over. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Activating Compassion Radio. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind I would soar to the edge of my mind And to touch what seems unreal Just to show you the way that I feel And we are in time with time One with season of change inside And we are in tune with the tune Caught in a balance of sun and moon Show you it's here to begin when all
Thank you. 